Welcome, Path Folk, to the Find the Path Ventures actual play of The Tales from Dark Moon Vale, Part 2, Crown of the Kobold King. Now with more Bard! <laughs> There's Bard. Backup. With a Bard, yes, indeed. We might actually be having some backup here. Interesting idea there. He will be our accompanist to the uh, the sounds of destruction we will hopefully be uh, layering on these kobolds. Oh, yes. I was really hoping that it was just like a dwarf that had been squatting here for like 200 years. <laughs> <laughs> they just suddenly popped out, ah, finally some backup against the kobolds and just well, jumps out of a hole. <laughs> to be honest, though, if he'd been here that long, it means he's probably a follower of Drosgar, which mm, yeah. would be problematic. That's true. Yeah. Could have been death. an interesting role play situation, but I don't know. I don't know how that would have gone, to be honest. That's true. I mean, it could have it, it been very interesting. I would have... <laughs> Just springs out rock and stone, brother, and then we <laughs> punch fists and then start killing. Them. And then you yeah. fight after you've killed all the kobolds. Yes, you, you both, immediately both fight each kobolds, other. Then each yeah. other. Yes. Just cue up the Highlander soundtrack and then we kill each other because there could be only one dwarf in this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> only, only one dwarf per party, please. Uh, <laughs> that's but. absolutely not true. Have as many dwarves in your party as you want, players. <laughs> yes. In fact, try to have more dwarves in your party than you have players. It's more <laughs> you fun. actually want. Oh my god. My god. <laughs> you can never have enough dwarves. You can never have enough halflings. These are the rules. Are they? They're the rules they Rick made up. <laughs> they are the ones that I live by. And it's a halfling, so I think you mentioned it was a halfling. Actually, so. that's true. <laughs> he does He does certainly appear to be a halfling. Yeah, so. our halfling ratio has gone up 100%, so I'm, it's I'm true. happy. Yeah, literally doubled since last time. Which, uh, speaking of last time, I suppose we should mm. probably uh, take a moment to examine, well, uh, how we got from point A to point B, wherein uh, last time we had actually begun with a battle as well, where the party had encountered a trio of kobolds, uh, one of which had a lovely rat friend uh, who hissed it was and so cute. tried to bite all of you. Unfortunately, communications had broken down pretty much instantaneously, as none of you could speak any of the languages that the kobold in charge knew peace was never an option it's true uh you were then uh well basically then attacked um by said kobold and their posse you i believe trounced them quite soundly it did not seem to be particularly close i, I think there were a few injuries but nothing really to write home about and uh yeah from there you took some time uh examining the room the scriptorium that you had found yourselves in uh grim and celestine had a had a, a brief conversation about grim's past um wherein sure. we found out some more about why kobolds in particular seem to bother grim so much and dargar i don't and like either. it's true He's not a fan of either of them. Also, I believe Astrea did manage to find a very powerful scroll for all of you. Um, it's true. A scroll of remove curse, which very the moment, timely. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the timely part is none of us can really use it. Well, and yeah. I am not going to use it anyway because Jeva needs it. Yeah. Being I, a werewolf I, is much more concerning than me having this glove stock stuck yeah, the on glove my hand. isn't a public health hazard <laughs> yeah that is true <laughs> it is true very true or at least not yet we don't know what else the glove will make her do wake up tomorrow and it's up to her elbows and it's just slowly consuming uh -oh. her. either Hopefully that or not. it has its own intelligence yeah i was gonna say more would be more afraid if it had its own intelligence and suddenly she's over there trying to strangle herself in her sleep well <laughs> to reiterate the glove actually does make your hand clench into a permanent yes. fist, it seems, which would make so it So no difficult. choking, only punching. Yes. However, it could Stop try to make her, yourself. like, punch the rest of you or something, potentially. What media am I uh, thinking of? 
that has the person whose entire hand is covered in molten metal. Or like they plunged it into molten metal and they came out and they just have like a fist hand. I mean, I don't know molten metal, but I know in Gargoyles, Owen, <laughs> uh, Xanatos' right-hand man, sticks box. his <laughs> fist into a uh, potion that is supposed to grant eternal life, but it does that by turning you to stone. Mm. It was a really good episode. Hmm. Like, they're not all really good episodes, but I love Gargoyles. <laughs> Well, there's our gargoyles plug for the uh, for the month there, and uh, <laughs> you're um, welcome. Sh- yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, from there you had gathered yourselves, continued onward, uh, continuing your counterclockwise rotation around the main central chambers here. Uh, when you heard the distant sound of snarling and some, from what you could determine, it sounded like kobolds giving orders or maybe being frustrated mm. with someone or something. This bar, this bard also doesn't speak their languages and they're like, <laughs> how do we communicate? I think that there are probably a lot of people of, uh, of our generation, generally speaking, I know Ross and, uh, and Heather will probably connect with this. They mm. just always associate kobolds with that, the meep meep noises that they make in Baldur's Gate. Yes. Like when you're in the Nashcal mines. Yeah. And it's just you like the weird meep, little meep, yip meep, yip barking noise they make. That yeah, will they bark and all the rest of that noises. stuff. Yeah. Always. I don't know why they're little barking guys, but that's that is just the that's noise. who they are. That's is that's that what why it one is. of them was named Mameeps. I'm pretty sure that's why Mameeps from a, from a different campaign was named Mameeps. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Deep cut. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you had decided to Approach the situation carefully, stealthing down the passage, getting a decent ways before the jig was up as the kobolds switched tack and began to investigate, well, Grim and Celestine, the breakout team that had decided to go ahead and scout. To be fair, we did bring light with us, and that's pretty noticeable. It's true. It is noticeable in an underground cavern full of creatures who do not need light by which to see. You then begin to confront them. Uh, in a pitched battle in the hallways here, as the kobolds all rounded the corner, begin lobbing spears at you. While one and it was is, really rude. yeah, while <laughs> one is uh, throwing around some sort of strange chained weapon. We had left it off with the appearance of a young man. Uh, were he human, you'd guess maybe in his early twenties, um, as a halfling, probably honestly not that much older. Um, you know, halflings are older generally than humans, but not by a whole lot. He had rounded the corner, dressed in ragged clothing that seems to have seen better days. His loot clutched in his hands, broken, presumably from some sort of blunt force impact. A little Elkabong action? Maybe, a little <laughs> bit. Uh, the man stands just under three feet tall with blonde hair that uh, flows down to his back to about mid-back or so. Uh, his... Pale skin is marred with a massive amount of dirt and detritus. And from what you can even see from this distance, a few swipes here or there as if he's recently been through some form of combat or another. He rounded the corner, said to all of you, by the gods, am I saved? Oh, this is a wonderful day before he began to sing. If we don't all die. (laughs) Don't tell him that. (laughs) We'll see what happens. But uh, he begins to sing, actually putting in a bit of uh, magic into his voice. Magic. As he succeeds on his performance check, uh, as the Inspire Courage is empowered with a lingering composition. Nice. And Full on bard. <laughs> as all of you 
uh, can hear this music and Grim, Celestine, and even Amaranth standing just at the edge of the hallway here feel heavily inspired. Uh, all of you actually get a plus one status bonus on attack rolls, damage rolls, saves against fear effects uh, for the next three rounds. Very nice. nice. Uh, but that will end his turn as we go to Astrea. Um, well, Estrella heard things were happening, so she's going to run <laughs> forward around the corner. I maneuver in front of Celestine, and then I will stab at the... Just because I think it'll be quicker to take him down, I'll stab at the one that is in front of Grim. All right. The Sounds like a plan. Kobold, if you will. Okay. Please do, because... uh. Mind you, we're still in round one, but I still haven't acted. I was extraordinarily surprised by this. I also haven't. <laughs> okay. I'm hoping my dice rolls turn around because last episode was uh, was bad. That was a also straight sure. as you enter that area, you also get the bardic bonus. Just so you know. Okay. Dang it! Uh, it was only a four for fifteen. A fifteen will just barely miss your target as the yeah. kobold deflects the attack, uh, staggers back with the force of the hit, but uh, sadly is un unperturbed by this particular attack. Mm. Clove. <sighs> Clove cannot get into this fight. Yeah, sorry, I'm in the way. Frickin' Amaranth. Well, I'm not gonna wait for your turn, because <laughs> you go forever away from now. It's true. Uh, Clove's gonna run forward so she can see what's happening. Alright. As you move in, you things. can feel the song inspire you. Oh, I feel very inspired. Uh, okay, uh, duck. Uh, she's gonna draw her dagger and throw it. Actually, is a dagger better or a axe? Ah, she's gonna throw this hatchet. She's gonna draw this hatchet she's had the whole time and throw it at the kobold in front of Grim. <laughs> Very over well. Grim. Yeah, Grim being a hatchet man nods in approval. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, okay, so let I carry me toss five of them. that. Gracious. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, only a seven for a 16 to hit that kobold. A 16. Will strike your target. Yeah, because I got a 15 and missed. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> nice. All right, for seven points of damage as she just like Ooh, slings dang. her hatchet. You swing the hatchet as it flies end over end, bearing itself by the blade into the skull of the kobold. Yeah, run, draw, throw. That's my As the kobold screams, collapses, and <laughs> stops moving entirely. <laughs> uh, Clove starts to blanch a little bit because she's like, oh, God. She was just, uh, I was just trying to help. <laughs> From there, though, um, yeah, we go to Grim. All right, a minute now. Get in there. Grim will get in there. And by that, I mean I'll actually move 10 feet forward, uh, striding well. up so that I am uh, squared up against three kobolds as I move forward. Fair enough. Uh, we're going to need to get out of this. Uh, they've and got us Grim, kind of bottlenecked here. Kind of wish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Grim's going to go ahead and run up and... I'll go ahead and actually take a swipe at the kobold directly in front of me. I'm going to try to punch a hole through their line here and ah, nice. get us access to the room. So, yeah, I rush forward, I heft, and I swing with my hatchet. <laughs> there we are. That would be a 28 <laughs> to strike the kobold. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Again, while Grim was step stepping forward, you know, his kind of bones creaking and everything else, something finally popped, and suddenly he's like, ooh, I'm limber again. <laughs> As you hear this resounding pop, come from Grimm as yes. he brings his blade down, critically hitting the kobold in front of him. <laughs> I'll take Excellent. it. Excellent. Look at that, 12 points of damage as I oh bury the hatchet. Oh my nice. You Killer. bury the hatchet in the creature's chest as he heaves a bloody breath before collapsing to the ground. I wrench the hatchet free, glance over towards the, uh, the kobold next to me. You're going to die down here. 
<laughs> oh, then raise my shield. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Like some Grim. horror movie stuff. There's the no other, need to be mean. I was going to say, Grim doesn't have your next, but if he did. <laughs> I wish I did have your next. Right. But yeah. uh, the kobold does not seem to have understood what you said, but seems to have understood your intent quite yes, I well. So. I shake some kobold brains off of my hatchet as I look at him. Oh, my God. Uh, in your in case, chest, it's actually brains. Good Lord, Grim. Yes. <laughs> What does your alignment lawful mean? <laughs> lawful hates kobolds. Lawful hates kobolds. <laughs> Rules as written, there's nothing unlawful about intimidating people. I know. Nice. I know. It's, you're <laughs> just mean. It's funny that way. You're Brutal. living up to your name, that grim. <laughs> yeah, dang. He's feeling, he's feeling a little spicy with all these kobolds mm, around. I'm an old man. <laughs> I just should be in my orchard. There's nothing to be afraid of. I'm just an old man. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> shaking. Oh my god! I just listened to a true crime podcast at work this week where that was literally how the killer was luring people into his car. Never Don't trust anyone. I'm just an old man. Yeah. <laughs> the kobold leader barks something quickly at the kobold behind them uh, before turning tail and running. Uh, <laughs> how brave. Brave, brave. Which I believe provokes an attack of opportunity from Estrella if she would wish to take it. So I do wish to take. That's a better roll. That is a 12 for a 23. Ooh, nice. Wow. Uh, so while the while your target seems to have put up greater defenses against that attack, it did not avail them as uh, you do hit. Roll your damage. Damage. <laughs> Three points of damage. Very well. <sighs> you swipe at the kobold, drawing a swift line across their bicep as the kobold recoils in pain. Not enough to put them down, but definitely yeah. stings. Hmm. Let's see here. Grim did just end like one of their friends, but then again, they've been going after this halfling for a while. <laughs> uh, uh, the kobold will start by attacking Grim. All right. Do. Mm. That is a perfect wow. 20 to strike oh, the dwarf. Ow. He got uh, answering critical. That'll do. Ouch. Yep. Maybe he understands you. I will go ahead and uh, and throw up my shield block though. Sounds like a plan. Uh, that is. Ooh. Ow! Ten points of damage coming Dang. at you. All right. Well, uh, fortunately, it is a steel shield, so yep. it does have a hardness of five. Hmm. As the chain whirls and the kobold then flings over against the halfling, singing. Hey now. Ooh, yeah, that 23 is definitely going to hit. Uh, ow. I like her little rope dart. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Or whatever. Get over here. As the chain swipes out the halfling, he cries out in pain. Oh, gods. Yeah, that thing really stings. Hold tight. We'll get to you in a second. And then from there, Celestine. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Celestine will move 10 feet forward. So she's standing next to Grim. Very well, form the line. Yep, and we'll swing at the kobold right there. Very well. With her short sword that she has pulled out of the um, treasure. Yeah. I roll a one. (laughs) It is an unfamiliar weapon to you, so. It is true. A natural one does automatically miss in this case. Second hit is a 16 for a 21. Nice. A 21, however, does hit your target as your second swipe lands. I do six points of damage with the short sword. Good hit. Nice. Very well. Not approvingly. You strike at the creature's shoulder as it hisses and staggers back. Still standing, though the wound is bleeding heavily. Mm. Guys are tough. 
Yeah, this one didn't actually take damage from the uh, fire spell earlier, so unfortunately that was ah. not quite enough. And from there we go to that particular warrior who does not like being here. This sounds like a terrible place. The kobold hisses and then runs, uh, runs actually past the halfling who just sort of stares back like, hmm, suppose we're trying to get away then, huh? And then the creature pulls out a sling because they had already thrown their <laughs> spear earlier. So loads their, sl their sling and that's their turn. Amrith. Well, dang it. He's gone too far out of my range for me to electric arc them. <laughs> um, all right. Hang on. Where could I move where I could actually hit him? Oh, he's 35 feet away from there. There's nowhere that is, unless I want to get in front of Grim and uh, <laughs> Celestine, which is a bad idea. Please don't. Amrith forms the front line. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's probably not wise. <laughs> all right, fine. I will not do that. There are a couple of the cantrips that have a longer range, like the single target fire spells uh, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, no, I don't, because I ha the only other one that's an attack spell that I have is Produce Flame, which has a 30-foot range. You can produce flames just at the one kobold. Yeah, I have a, a bonus from the bard. Why not? Um, I'm going to cast uh, Produce Flame uh, and try, try to hit the, the spinny um, whip scorpion lady. Very well. Over here. Scorpion right. kobold. Scorpion well, now kobold. this kobold is canonically wearing yellow. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. In a ninja outfit. Why don't a ninja worry. outfit? We don't know. We wouldn't even recognize it. Be careful at breeze fire. Ah, dang it. I only roll a four for a 13. Ah, With a 13, bummer. the kobold lightly springs out of the way of your attack uh, as the fire goes. This is why I overuse electric arc. My actually uh, lands right in front of the kobold behind them. Unfortunately, the stone floor does nothing, although perhaps that is fortunate as you don't want to set this place on fire. Electric arc is a really good spell, though. It really is. It is. I, will, I will argue it is the best cantrip. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty fair argument. Yeah, I have fun with it. Uh, the halfling, uh, after Amaranth finishes his turn, the halfling takes a step back, begins to chant, actually keeping in time and timber with the song rather well, you'd say, before fleeing a cup from the table next to him over toward <laughs> the kobold facing off against Grim and Celestine, casting telekinetic projectile. Nice. Please murder this kobold with a cup. That would be hilarious. Uh, fine dwarven stoneware. I'm going to murder you with my teacup. A 25 Dang. does hit his target. <laughs> well, that'll nice. do. Get it. As the cup goes flying in. Get him. Dealing a <laughs> massive five points of bludgeoning. Hey, yeah, it's actually not really bad. good. Nice. Yeah. As the kobold snarls as it bounces off of their nose. Right. Uh, that's that's all I've got. So we could finish this soon, please. That's a neat trick. Do it again. Uh, I, I, what part of that's all I've got did you not hear? <laughs> once, once more with healing. That's all right. Don't draw too much attention to yourself. <laughs> Astrea, it is your turn. Uh, well, I would like to run up 10 feet. Actually, no, I'll run up 15. That way um, Celestine can get in there if she needs to. And then mm -hmm. I shall strike it at thee with a snagging strike. Hmm, nice. Nope, uh, not my day. Oh. Uh, two for a 14. <laughs> a mm. two for a 14 unfortunately yeah. does not hit as the kobold swings their chain in front of you, uh, causing you to flinch at just the last moment. Well, then I will attack again. Aha. I can't roll today, though, so that's a four mm. for a 12. A four so, for a 12 will unfortunately not yeah. work as the kobold continues to dance around your swordplay. Uh, you think maybe having seen it before somewhere, possibly? Okay. This kobold seems surprisingly skilled. 
Uh, your mentor has been secretly training a kobold army. Dang it. <laughs> yes, that's totally it. Absolutely. Grim is on to me. I see your plans. You'd yeah, sell us out to King Marla Plop 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 Plop. I can't remember the fuck <laughs> his name. Marla Plop Plop Plop. It's real good until it's a noble king he is. You'd sell us out to Marla Crap. <laughs> and from Australia, we go to Clove. All right. Um. Well, okay. Clove is going to go ahead and finish fully losing all the color in her face and, and rage. Uh, and then she'll rush forward and uh, attempt to machete the, the crap out of this kobold. Just like Very bodies well. grim out of the way. It's like, ah. Yeah, she just like dodges out of the way. She's, you know, Nobody 15. bodies a dwarf out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, that is not a thing that happened. I miss dwarven stability, though. Yeah, it's true. What happened? Something occurred. Hold on. I did something dumb. Apparently you sheathed you your weapon. Sheathed Why your did I do that? Machete. I didn't do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, is it, rage, run for I forward. use one action to rage, one action to sheathe, and one action to bite him with my teeth. <laughs> I need to know, did you name your machete or was it already named? Because plant I named foe my machete is plant foe. Mm-hmm. That's what I named <laughs> That's funny. It's a because she mostly used it to hack things out of the way when she was foraging. All right. Oh, man. She runs forward and totally misses with a two for 12. Wow. Man, we're having some bad rolls right now. This kobold's lucky. A 12 does not strike your target as once again, the kobold just simply nimbly dodges out of the way, continuing to dance and parry around all of you. Stop moving. It's only some of us that are getting bad dice rolls. We did kill like two kobolds right away. It's true. (laughs) Grim had a good start to this round. You might as well just die already. All of your friends are dead. The kobold hisses at you in a language you do not understand. So this is just the meme uh, part of yeah. today. Yeah. Peer pressure. Oh, God. Oh, my God. No. I am not okay with this. Yeah. Neither am I. Y'all are taking, like, this to the next level. What did these poor kobolds ever do? Well, nothing to Clove specifically, but... Grim, it is your turn. Uh, so Grim's going to go ahead and move. And I'm going to go ahead and dart 15 feet forward, basically circling right at Clove and pushing... Uh, Diving nimbly past Astrea, not pushing. Yeah, let's say pushing Astrea out of the pushing way. Pushing Astrea out of the way. <laughs> she may be a halfling, Everyone's but she will. Here. She will poke you if you try to do that. No. Yeah. Again, she's a halfling. I'm pretty sure it's easy to get through her five foot square. Mm. Yeah, there's space. You don't need to shove anything. So yeah, I'm gonna move uh, past, then I'm gonna turn heft and swing out with my hatchet. Oh God! Oh, oh God. my God! That is going. another nineteen. <laughs> wow! Eight. Making the criticals <laughs> will hit and critical your foe. I'm uh, just making Gracious. up for last week, right? I don't think I rolled above a four. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right, chopping in for another twelve points of damage Ow. as I bring the hatchet down and around. You slam the hatchet in this kobold's side, drawing a massive wound full, filled with blood. As the kobold staggers back, but still stands. Wow. Uh, Grim wrenches his uh, his weapon free. A lot tougher than you look. <laughs> Again. That halfling behind me, is he injured? Uh, heavily so, yes. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and use my last action for lay on hands. Very well. So let me go ahead and deliver some healing. So Grim basically wrenches that free, uh, reaches back, kind of fist bumps him with his, uh, his hatchet <laughs> hand. Well, my other one's completely covered with a shield. So how am I going to touch him? Let's have a head-putting oh, people yeah, for just, healing. Just take that bloody hatchet and just kind of put it near him. <laughs> I throw my hatchet into the air. I touch him with my hand. I catch oh, my and then it returns. Again. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, you mean you touch the the halfling? Yes. 
Sorry, I thought you said the kobold, so that was No, no, bad. no. I'm gonna I'm gonna I stab the kobold and then I heal the kobold because I want this fight to go on. <laughs> Just so you can get an extra hit because you're being mean today. <laughs> but, but no, I'm gonna heal uh our halfling companion for six points. And uh I'll go and, and I believe that the... does yeah, that does actually uh give him a bonus to armor class as yes. well. How nice. Oh right, uh, many thanks. Much better, yes. Don't worry, you're you're safe amongst friends here. Oh. We're gonna find out he's like a cleric of Draskar, and he actually stabs us in the back. <laughs> uh, it's war Don't for the worry about the rest again. of them. Uh, they, they just have trust issues with halflings that we find places because of <laughs> other including class your lives that they fit in. Including your halfling <laughs> companion? I only got knocked over Never the trust head, a random yeah. halfling you find in a closet ever again. Oh, it's, it's not halflings in general. It's only specifically halflings that you find cowering in a place. <laughs> in a place. <laughs> I didn't think I was cowering. I just threw, I just oh threw a God. thing at that guy. Anyway, uh, but you were underground. You're very brave. You were definitely underground, which is also not a point in your favor. Uh, yes. What are those, what are those Deep halflings. <laughs> deep halflings with the crap uh, starting right now. No, those I am are literally gnomes. a halfling. Those in the are game. gnomes. Yes. Yeah. Well, we didn't find Sorry, you. We met a, you in a town. Neblin <laughs> joke. But they're gnomes. From Gnome, Grim, gnome. we go to the kobold leader, who uh, is not looking great at the moment. I can't mm. imagine why. Yeah, really. He barks something else in frustration, but uh, unfortunately, doesn't seem to have any mechanical benefit. Before the kobold takes a step back, slowly trying to retreat from everyone. And I mean, Grim does seem to be the most injured out of everyone here now. He's also murdering them. Yeah, yeah, he's also, yeah, definitely. He got yeah. a good critical on me last turn. So That uh, is true. It worked out pretty well. He dinged my shield pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. The uh, kobold will let loose with their weapon against Grim. All right. Uh, maybe, actually. That is a 21 to hit yeah, Grim. Yeah, that's going to hit me. Oh, Very well. Man. As he gets around Grim's defenses, slamming in for Ooh. seven points of damage. Ow. Ouch. Ouch. Before ouch, ouch. taking another step back, actually. going to say Grim's down at half now. <clears throat> I'm not the healer in this group. We don't have a healer <laughs> in we, combat. We really don't have one, so... Unfortunately, I left myself open to do that healing fist bump, so... Yeah. I have a potion or an elixir if you go down. Okay. Uh, Celestine. He's going to have to hit me a couple more times before I go down, and I think we've got this, but... Uh, yeah. Probably. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed if Heather wants to quickly end this. <laughs> Celestine will move forward uh, so she can strike at this kobold leader who keeps trying to kill her dwarf friend. Her only dwarf friend. Finish him. Grim says in Dwarven. I roll a 10 for a uh, 19 to hit. A 19 does hit your target. Yay. As you Get swipe him, in. Ooh. I do eight points of damage. Ooh. Ooh. Dang. Your blade flashes, stabbing up into the kobold's stomach. As the kobold reels back with the hit, somehow... Oh my miraculously... Gosh. My goodness. Still wow. holding on... <laughs> It's a tough kobold. I think this is going to do it. I bet yeah, it is, too. I bet. Ooh. So oh. it does, be shocked. Wow. that would be 20, what, 22 points of damage. 
Dang. That would finish grim. So much overkill. The kobold. Oh my gosh. The kobold takes a step back as you drive your blade into their stomach, begins to hiss some sort of curse at you as you remove your blade, plunge it once more through their throat as the blade sticks out the back of their neck. The kobold hisses, deflates, and collapses. And to be a true fatality, I rip the sword out and then decapitate him for good measure. But, you know, that's and the end of my turn. Seems I, was thinking, I was thinking the CRPG thing where you do like a critical hit for the finisher and there's just that thunk noise and then like blood and body parts go flying. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just giblets everywhere. What? Yeah, you're like, this guy oh, down God. here? Uh, there is, there's there's his, it's his one kobold left. And yep, it is there's his turn. one kobold left and it is his turn. I kept forgetting that guy existed until... You said he had a turn, apparently. Yeah. The kobold is not a fan of what's going on right now, screams, and begins to retreat. Ah, dang it. Oh, no. We're going to have to run after him. He's going to be outside Uh, of my range. Using all three actions to just run away. (sighs) Let's see here. These hallways circle back and around. We can't let him go. Amaranth. All right. Amaranth's going to have to do something silly here. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to double move after this guy because my light spell doesn't go far enough to actually, like, give me the low light vision I would need to target him. Well, if you want to wait, I'm going to run and I'm carrying a torch or a light or something on me. Yeah, I'll do that. Also, it, as a squishy wizard, it's a bad idea to just run into the darkness all Maybe uh, don't be the first one after the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's still uh, two doors in that hallway that he's running towards. I think Grim's the only one that's been able to see them up until this point, but... Yeah, Wait. he's. I think he's running to get reinforcements at one of those doors. Oh, most likely, yeah. So we're about to roll right into another combat if he gets away. Mm-hmm. So maybe oh, don't want to be on the front ready. line. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Uh, I will end my turn here then. All right. Fair enough. And from there, oh, um, after him, I suppose. Uh, don't go too far ahead. Stay towards the back. Don't have to tell me twice though about staying toward the back. Grim narrows his eyes because that sounds like a suspicious thing. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice about staying behind you. <laughs> better to stab you with. With my bonking loot. <laughs> oh my god. It's what like gotten into broken. Grim today? I know. Rick, Rick's in a mood. Like Grim. That's, that's me. I'm not even talking in character. That's just yeah, Rick's Rick just making ricking. a joke. Well, here. Rick's just ricking. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, don't, I would argue Rick is not ricking because we still haven't had a short story reference. Don't test it. I'm sure you can come up with one. Allow me a moment to make your journey a bit easier. Uh, As the bard reaches out with his hands, casting a spell as magic rolls over Grim. Oh, magic healing. What the heck? You heal for 12. Ooh, I'll take it. And you also do get the effect of the sooth spell. Oh, very nice. Okay, he's probably not evil then, right? Uh, Uh, You can still cast that spell and be evil. Oh, thank you. Here, let me um, start heading at least toward there. Uh, I'd rather not be left behind. You see, you're the first friendly faces I've seen in ages. We're going to have to talk about why you're here, but like first we have a kobold to catch. Right. Uh, Astrea, it is your turn. Astrea uh, gives some bombastic side eye to this fellow halfling as she runs by. Bombastic side eye. <laughs> what does that look like, Rachel? What does that? What does bombastic side eye look like? She's she. It's like a suspicious side eye. Like, okay, what is wrong okay. with bombastic you? Bombastic yeah. is also suspicious. Okay. In this context, yes. We are okay. still inspired, uh, courage, correct? Yes. This is the last round, but yes. Uh, I mean, I could move forward. It's going to put me in the dark, though. Up to you. 
and the clove comes right after me, so I'm gonna go ahead and dare it. All right. Uh, I, yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and try to move another 25 feet up on the edge of darkness. Still in the dim light. So I will pretty much triple move as far as I can get, uh, waiting for reinforcements. <laughs> Very well. Uh, Clove, tis your turn. Yeah, Clove fully books it, uh, 75 feet, like in a straight line, dodging around the half elf and then the elf. Very well. So We're Clove after you. rushes down the hallway following. As we go to Grim, I will also follow. The only problem is Grim will move up 40 feet, but that's already a double move for him. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a distance of 50 feet, so actually I can throw that. It's a minus eight. Yep, well, but you can do it. And you, you've been having pretty good dice left. Yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, stride my way forward. I'm going to go ahead and take the throw. Yeah, you got the shot. Take the shot. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Unfortunately, nope. that I'm, I'm, it's whatever I roll minus one. So I roll a nine for an eight. So, uh, oh, bummer. Yeah, as yeah, much as the, I want to hit yeah. him. As, uh, yeah, you throw, but the distance is just too great. You can see the kobold clearly. Your, your eyes adjust extremely well to the darkness. That's not the problem. The problem is your target is simply too far away for even a very well-designed hatchet to be able to accurately hit. Uh, the kobold simply shrieks and keeps running as your yeah. axe clatters to the ground behind Grim it. Grim narrows his eyes, free action, reaches in and, and pulls out his uh, his distance glasses because he was using his reading glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Puts on his eyes of the eagle and... Uh, uh, <laughs> he just growls, extends a hand, calls the, uh, the hatchet back, mm. glances half over towards Amaranth. Very dangerous at short distances. <laughs> <laughs> and from Grim, we go to Celestine. Celestine is now alone, almost in that other room. Like, okay, almost I in guess, the dark. I guess I mean, you've I'm got running. your halfling friend there. <laughs> friend. <laughs> no. When did you turn you. on him? I thought you were his cheerleader. I, actually, I am. I'm fine. <laughs> but I, I will. I'll explain that I have this natural inclination. I think. Uh, I think it just comes from years of being a game master. You know that whole Rick's gonna Rick apparently. <laughs> that I feel an almost from Softian level necessity of making all NPCs slightly, slightly suspicious. <laughs> Everyone is suspicious. This is just pretty much. To be fair, don't this be part's a little too convenient, right? Yeah. Suspicious. I mean, mind you, if this were a FromSoft game, we would have rushed in here and been like, it's like, oh, you've come to rescue me. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, there would have been it's like, death. why are you laughing? <laughs> because he's going to turn into a horrible monstrosity and we're going to have to hug his butt while we slice him to death. True. Or it would have been the thing where we walk into the room and there's another freaking kobold there with a giant axe just chops us and takes like 90% of our health in one hit. All right. Celestine does a triple move and gets within five feet of this kobold. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Celestine's. It's a hall's butt. (laughs) Celestine's long legs easily crossing the distance as she continues to run down the hallway just short of the kobold. She's going Going for speed. Going for speed. (laughs) As we go. I'm to the kobold. Of, I'm kind of curious. Does Celestine carry? Well, no, never mind. I'm yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to. You can't shoot a bow. Yeah. <laughs> I do carry a bow. Just, but just I can't rubbing, shoot it. rubbing a little bit more salt in that wound there. Yeah. That's why I was segueing away from it. Jessica brought it back around. I was well, just going to say, I was never like, mind. Oh, must be. I also have a bow. That reminded me that I have a bow. Yeah, because I was like, I, I can't be the only person with a ranged weapon. I'm going to angrily uh, actually, fire I'm a bow. Sure I have a bow too. I actually have a short bow myself. I just wanted to try the hatchet. The kobold continues the door. And away he goes. Stop running, you fiend. Why did it have to be so fast? Well, because they're kobolds. That's how they Standing survive. Standing by the door, 
before opening it, you oh, hear nice. the distant sound of a door opening. Do we hear the yips? Uh, you do not hear any further yips at this point. You All actually right. hear the you hear the kobolds squeal as they continue to move or try to move into the room, but that is the end of their turn as we go to oh, Amareth. Be cautious. He's reached to the door. It's a trap, I bet. All right. I'm going to first off run up uh, 60 feet. Oh, hello. I see him still. Um, all right. I'm going to uh, cast Hand of the Apprentice and bonk him. Very well. <laughs> With my club. I'm going to club a kobold, and we'll do that in Ks like Mortal Kombat because we had a reference to that earlier. <laughs> nice. I don't club a kobold. I roll a three for a 12. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh. Do you have a hero point? Uh, this... I don't really think it's necessarily no. worth it at this because we're all yeah. going to catch up this round and he's already yeah. opened that door. You throw your, your club as it clatters on the wall next to the kobold who screams looking behind him. Um, and then returns that to all my of hand. you are starting to go. Yep. This jerk returns is going to make me cast magic missile on him, isn't he? As we go, the halfling behind all of you comes up behind Grim and stabs him. <laughs> How did you know? No. Uh... It'll take me a triple move to even get up there. I know. The only thing holding dwarves back is this movement speed. <laughs> the only thing. They'd be gods here if only they didn't have a 20 foot movement speed. I could have taken dash, I guess, at first level or something, but. <laughs> oh, well. Continues to move before uh, casting Inspire Courage once again as the effect has worn off by now. So, yes, everybody gets to re up that. Nice. I'll keep up with you best I can. Yes. Astrea. So Estrella is going to uh, run 50 feet, leaving some room for uh, my compatriots to get in with me, and then I shall striketh one time. Striketh. Striketh. <laughs> okay. Better striketh. Yes, 14 for 25. Nice. Estrella runs up past the kobold, sliding, swiping at the kobold's back as she goes. Uh, go ahead and roll damage. Yeah. As that will hit. I'll be four points of damage. Nicely done. Striking the kobold down, uh, basically carving into the back of their neck. Hmm. Ooh, that door's open, though. What do you see? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did they stop moving? <laughs> Great. Okay. The kobold collapses, and we go from Estrella. Mm. To whatever's in there. Uh, Estrella. Whatever it is, it's probably real mad at me. You have a moment. <laughs> Step on out, thing, whatever you are, because I want to hit you. Estrella, you have a moment to take a look. The door is open. The room beyond seems to be, you'd guess, maybe some sort of barracks. Uh, it is a <laughs> room much longer Just than it is wide. Uh, uh, with don't, the, don't tempt 42 me. sleeping kobolds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, li line up. Rick, did you read the adventure? Come on, man, I told you. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting your nap, y'all. Close the door and leave. They form into a kobold troop and start marching towards you. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you, you see, for the most part in this room, a simple stone chamber with stone foundationed beds uh, piled with mattresses, you guess, made of old and now heavily rotten feathers at this point. Um, it seems that the uh, mattresses have seen much, much better days. Mm. You have a moment to take this in <laughs> when, curiously, a translucent shimmering figure seems to appear oh, from around oh, the corner. Oh, no. That's bad. Uh, there's a see-through thing? You can tell that, interestingly enough, the the figure seems to be made mostly out of armor plating, 
as if armor without any sort of wearer has stood up and begin moving on its own, though the creature clutches some sort of axe in their hands, or at least near their hands, that glows with a faint and eerie light. I think some armor came to life and died, and now it's a ghost. Oh, slug. The creature turns, begins to move toward you. That's a real problem for me. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it was a trap. Why did this kobold run in this room? As the uh, creature begins to approach you, as it stops short, and suddenly you feel yourself nearing some sort of strange permeable force in front of you as it begins to slowly surround you. Eh? Oh, what? no. What? Uh, mm, does a uh. 29 hit Astraea? Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Does Very well. Does crit you? Because a 29 would crit me. <laughs> me too. Crit me too. Uh, my armor class is a 19. So. A, yeah, that is exactly yep. a critical. Oh, no. Uh, that is a grand total of four points of damage as the permeable thing begins to engulf you. Uh, I you hate will it. also need to make a fortitude save. I hate it. Oh, no. Oh, God. Do I have a hero mm. point? I don't know. Do you? No, I don't have a hero point. Hmm. Uh, as you feel your entire body lock up completely. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that's, not, that's not good. Mm. And from there, Clove, your turn. Clove is a barbarian who absolutely cannot recall knowledge right now and uh, nope. will instead suddenly charge because I can get okay. 50 feet and attack at the end of that. Very well. Um, suddenly charge and whack this thing with a machete because I don't know any better. With negative e negative damage, hopefully this isn't a ghost, right? Uh, right I mean, you have no idea at this point. I have no idea and I have no way to know. So instead, I'm nope. just going to swing a, swing a sword. <laughs> uh, 16 for a 26. Hey, uh, that will hit your target. Go on ahead and roll your damage. It's going to be 18 damage. Wow. Very well. Wow. Nice. As you move forward, as this thing seems to have at the very least covered Astraea or some sort of strange mystical energy field or something is currently interfering with her. You charge into action, making a wide swipe at the ghostly image, which seems to stop short as your blade carves through something that, well, you have no real world comparison, but if I were to describe it for the players, it almost feels like slicing through a massive pile of jello. Oh, crud. Oh, no. <laughs> Gelatinous. Mm. As you notice that ah. the creature buried inside there is not, in fact, your actual target. Uh, <laughs> it's a big square. I was just seeing no. the armor in the queue. You were oh, only no. seeing the armor <laughs> and weapon inside of the cube as the gelatinous cube quivers. No. It's a big square. It's a big square. It's not armor. Uh, jiggly <laughs> square. It's a jiggly yeah. Guess who's boy. in the cube? You're Are in you the cube? in the cube? You're not in the cube yet. <laughs> it hits you with a pseudopod, it seems like. Yes. Um, all right. It wiggled at you. Do I need to do anything before I can hit it again? <laughs> no. You can make another attack. Not great. Uh, <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, I'm going to have to recall some knowledge on the uh, 
the cube. Oh, that was so close. Seven for 12 is probably not. Maybe do it. A 12 like, will hit your target <laughs> as right, it is basically eight. just a it's giant a cube. It's a giant right, wiggly 19 cube. 19 points of slashing negative energy damage. Giant wiggly boy as the uh, cube quivers and shudders, taking the damage, but is still slooping toward you. You're not it's really sure what ominously. word is good. It's wiggling <laughs> ominously at me. Ominous wiggles. What is this Grim. thing? Um... All right, so Grim's going to close. God, I'm so far <laughs> back like, here. Oh. Double move up 40 feet. I do not have a shot. I do have some line of sight on it. I'm a dwarf. I live in a hole, or lived in a hole. <laughs> I'll go ahead and try a recall knowledge on this. Yeah, I mean, I'm not giant positive I'm going to be able to. <laughs> it's a giant wiggly cube. Come on. What more do you need? <laughs> uh, what am I rolling for this? Twid be occultism. Okay. Twid. I'm not good at that, but... Uh... I'm not sure exactly what it is. All it right. doesn't appear to be bleeding, so I don't know if we can kill it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Arnold. <laughs> Celestine, your turn. Get in there. Oh, boy. Well, I don't know how. Um, well, maybe. So I do have to use two move actions to get next up to Clove. Um, I am not trained in occultism, so you know what? We're just going to strike it. Yeah. All Amber right. comes after you. If anyone's going to know anything, it's going to be oh, the wizard. Sorry. Uh, I roll an 8 for a 16. A 16 does strike your target. Fortunately, they are very large and hard to move. I do 8 points of damage with my short sword. <laughs> you swipe in, stabbing stabbing a large swath into the thing. It quivers and Amaranth. continues to jiggle forward. I don't, oh. I don't like this. What is it? <laughs> Amaranth, tis your turn. All right, let's recall knowledge. Uh, well, I, I'm... I, I I don't know what it is either. Um, so um, just keep cutting pieces of it off. Help <laughs> free, oh, duh. And Great. then I'll cast electric arc on it because hopefully it has a terrible fortitude save. Oh, you mean reflex save? <laughs> reflex save, yes. Terrible reflex save. I'm sure. It's I don't think fortitude. it can very lively jiggle out of the way. <laughs> It'd be funny if it just electrified it and then gained electrical attacks in addition. Shut to up! Oh my God. No. It would unlively stumble into the way uh, as it actually critically fails. Yay! <laughs> All right, so that is 18 points of electricity damage Whoa. maxed out. Nice. I was say, you guys have been rolling killer for damage. Unfortunately, I think this thing is just made of hit points. As yeah. the creature jiggles and sizzles, though you don't think your electricity dispel did as much as you were expecting, you would still hurt the thing for sure. Hmm. It was still a hearty hit. Not immune, but definitely hey. resistant to electricity. Halfling friend whose name I don't know. You're a bard. Bards know everything. What is this? I don't know everything. <laughs> also, my name's Ed Grin. I, I, well, actually, I didn't get a chance to introduce myself. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nobody cares about your name. Well, she just asked my... You know what? Whatever. Uh, Nobody asked about your name. Her blood sugar is low. Don't take it personally. She needs a Snickers. Her blood sugar is low. I keep losing all my blood. This is fresh where's, blood. Where's those apples that we had? Trust me. I, I understand absolutely. No, I, I, I when I get particularly famished. It doesn't bear repeating. Although if you know anything about this, Edgren, that would be quite useful. Say, right. Am I paralyzed Sorry. right now? I'm paralyzed, right? You are currently paralyzed. Yes. Yes. I would have so many quips right now of like, <laughs> really guys? Unfortunately, yeah, you have absolutely no way to, to say any of this. Oh, it's um, gelatinous cube. I had never thought I'd see. Right. Well, um... See, bards know everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not going to argue the point with you right now. They're, they're made <laughs> primarily out of acidic juices. Um, Juice? Don't let them trample you. And also, don't use acid attacks against them. They're, they're completely immune. Maybe try a basic attack. That that might help more. Yes, yeah, cancel it out. Yeah, be a basic. It's, it's, a, it's a science <laughs> joke. Sorry, I don't have I don't have uh, produced basic. <laughs> you just throw a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> it's a splash weapon, yes. Kick it with the boots with the fur. But I am the, the pumpkiny spices. Like I'm the most pumpkin spice person in this group. So <laughs> I am a pumpkin spice person. I'm not a fan of pumpkin. You don't spice. even drink lattes, Richie. I don't drink latte. I didn't say I'm a pumpkin spice latte person. I just said I'm a pumpkin spice person. I mean, he I then continues to sing, inspiring all of you. <laughs> not to not to distract, but I'm pretty sure I edited this conversation verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> with with I love pumpkin spice. I love all things pumpkin spice. Jordan going eh. And then Rachel going, I really like pumpkin spice. And then someone bringing up that she doesn't verbatim. I edited this out of a recent episode of War for the Crown. Let, let us never say we are original. No, we are very deterministic. We and know we like get the same bread output. and like pumpkin, pumpkin spice muffins, but the pumpkin spice lattes taste like the devil. I do remember Heather mentioning pumpkin bread too. <laughs> because we brought up Jessica's mom and how she makes she really, makes really, really good, good pumpkin, pumpkin cranberry bread. Yeah. She makes a good all bread. Like let's just be honest. I love that Tina's he points amazing. out we're going through old old content and you all still of that did to it say anyway. that apparently it is Groundhog's Day. I apologize for the interruption, Ross. Please <laughs> Sorry, future Rick. Oh. Uh, but that is the end of Edgren's turn, though. Uh, as we go to Estrella. So, Estrella, on your turn, unfortunately, you are paralyzed. Yep. The good news, however, is that at the end of your turn, uh, you may attempt another fortitude save to see if you can shake out of the effect. All right. Uh, If you have purely mental actions, you can try to take them, but I don't know if that really applies Uh, to anything you do. That is not a thing that that Estrella does. I would like to wordlessly scream. I I am going to wordlessly scream because I rolled a three for an 11. Uh, An 11... Will not succeed, <laughs> yeah. um, as oh, I assume no. everyone save probably assumed. Me. Please save this me. This is about to be bad. As we go to the cube, which will comes. roll forward and attempt to engulf. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh no. So classic cube. First of all, uh, Clove, uh, I need a reflex save from you. Astrea, unfortunately, you cannot make a save against this uh, yep. as you are currently paralyzed. Going at least it's not hypercube. Mm, true. I got a 16 for a 22. A 22 succeeds. You have Ooh, right. two choices. You can either be pushed aside, which basically means that you'll be pushed uh, back uh, basically into the hallway that goes down the center of the uh, uh, the cavernous complex you're in. Sure. Or you can follow its movement and basically be end up next to it wherever it stops. Those are your choices. I would like to be next to it wherever it stops. Very well. So the creature begins moving forward, um, unfortunately completely engulfing uh, Astrea. Yep. Um, who immediately takes four additional points of acid damage. You are also now currently inside of the creature, Mm. um, which means that unless the creature is killed or you become unparalyzed and can start hacking your own way out, um, you're just going to start taking acid damage every turn. Great. Yeah, unfortunately. And then from there, it continues Celestine. I need a reflex save. Uh, 
I roll a two for a 12. Oof. Uh, a 12 does not succeed, as it will also go on ahead and grab Celestine, um, Ooh, basically crap. absorbing oh, her into no. its bulk. I will need a fortitude save from Celestine, who also takes seven points of acid damage. I roll a 15 for 21 on that All right. uh, fortitude save. All right. Well, that's that's good. Uh, well, on the plus side, you are not paralyzed. Um, on the downside, you are currently grabbed and slowed while you're inside of the creature as it continues its movement. Ooh, he's a... Uh, he's a quick He's boy. rolling right at us. He's a quick boy! <laughs> oh, God. As the creature continues <laughs> forward into Amaranth Square as it rounds <laughs> the corner. Oh, oh, it's so fast! Amaranth, I will need a reflex save from you. Oh, that's a five for twelve. <laughs> Into the super oh my god! <laughs> and this thus ends Fox oh Team, whatever its name is. Fox, Fox Squad. Yes. Uh, Amaranth, the twelve fails. I'm gonna yep. need a fortitude Why save. Why are all my friends in this box? All just small pieces of fruit floating in this gelatinous cube. <laughs> Stop collecting my hey, friends. I roll a thirteen for an eighteen, so that might be okay. An eighteen does not succeed. No. <laughs> wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Ah. Hmm. Oh, you are within range, however, finally, of my retributive strike, so I'm going to hey, go ahead and go. curl that out there. Hammerath! Coals, protect them! <laughs> blum, 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 blum. Um, so real quick, I am going to reduce the amount of damage that uh, Amaranth takes by four. Right. It's a little bit I can do, um, and I'll throw a hatchet at it while I'm at it. Oh, it's good so that you would did. be ooh, yeah, that would have been eleven. So oh, reducing been brings so it down bad. to seven. Um, okay, that's really bad. This is really bad for me. It's really bad. Uh, you I do throw four. my hatchet, however, with a twenty-two <laughs> to strike the cube. A twenty-two right. will strike the cube. Go ahead and roll damage. I'm assuming it is immune to criticals. Uh, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. You don't technically mm. know that, but yeah, uh, yeah. Only four points of damage, though. Uh, you wing it as you carve off a small slice of the creature as it plops to the ground in front of Edgrin, who screams. <laughs> Edgrin needs to run. <laughs> You're going to want to run? That is the creature's turn. Uh, on the plus side, though, I mean, you know, Celestine is still active inside I of it. I can get out. Yeah, <laughs> in theory. You, I'm paralyzed inside. <laughs> oh, yeah. Join the club. Yep. Both get of us are the in other extreme side. danger. Although, I don't know if you can flank things like this. Probably not. I don't but think we don't it's know. got discernible uh, anatomy. I, yeah, I have no idea if it can be flying. Or eyes. <laughs> it has nothing. It feels the world around it. And it feels hungry. I mean, Clove, at the moment, you're actually doing fine. Oh, God. Clove is just going to keep, like, wildly cutting into this thing. Trying not to hit any of her friends. Once Sounds again, like why plan. did this kobold go in this room? Because he, it was a trap. He was leading us in there, hoping this thing would kill us. <laughs> or he didn't Maybe. know he was in there. Maybe. You have no chance to ask him now. The part we didn't see is, is on the backside of this, there's like, you know, four kobolds in it. I mean, there is a kobold probably floating in it now because he rolled true. over that dead kobold. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, true. Sure did. We will not be defeated by goo. Uh, I roll a 17 for 27. A 27 absolutely hits your target. This is just the old dwarven Droskar people's like Roomba. They just let it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh my god, that's hilarious. That does sound like the lazy priest of Drosko. Yes. Yeah. Quick, everyone look around. Does it look like only the, the top ten, the first ten feet of the walls are actually clean? Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> right. Actually, Lord. it's probably a ten foot cube, and consider mm. these walls are these rooms are probably perfectly ten foot square and ten feet yeah. high. Uh, Seriously, yeah? they Dwarves just let it's right just angle. their freaking Roomba. It's just like dee 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 dee, and that's you know, there you go. Uh, right. uh, Thirteen hilarious. damage, and then I'm gonna keep swinging. 
All right, as the the jello quivers and shudders and continues to move. All right, At least uh, it's hard next, to miss. Uh, yeah. 12 for 17. A 17 also strikes your target. I do 18 points of damage, just continuing to hack into this thing. As you slam your machete down, uh, <gasps> covered with the power of spiritual energy, as it dissolves and, and fades, plopping into a wide variety of chunks on the ground, um, spitting out all of your companions at this point. Thank who, goodness. Despite the fact that you're covered in acid and a couple of you are still numb <laughs> from the uh, from the shock, are alive. Rosemary like so, shakes Estrella like way too Celestine hard. Celestine immediately grabs Amaranth. Are you okay? <laughs> you know? I say uh, nothing. I'm still paralyzed. <laughs> yeah, as I say, Estrella is just kind of like just a hit standing with a up, face like staring. Face you like ah. Yeah, it's just it's just close shaking Estrella until she comes out of her rage and then gently putting her back down. Turn them, turn them on their Sorry. side. Turn them on their side. Just kind of roll you on the side and start patting you on the back to try to get all the acid out of your sinus cavities and mouths. Oh, God. God. Yeah, I'm seriously. I'm going to start cleaning you off. Right. Um, How long does this last? <laughs> technically until you make a save, but I mean, eventually you will make a save because you can do so on each of your turns. Um, and it seems that there's no further danger at the moment. So Once, after uh, a few minutes, probably, of uh, trying to make sure that all of you are at least ambulatory again. Once Amaranth can move, Celestine <laughs> yeah. gives him a hug. Figure Estrella, like... You know, the curious thing here... Celestine's <laughs> 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 like still wrapped around Amaranth's waist as he's talking. <laughs> after the acid burn, there's... It tastes like lime. It's the weirdest thing. Uh, it's probably because this place Shut is built up. on lime deposits. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 rock joke. Uh, uh, nice. It's going to take a long time to get all this off. Let's go to uh, the room with all the tables. Yes, you should all sit yes. for a moment. Uh, I feel like we're going to do a lot uh, of patching up. I mean, yep. it does burn a little, but I've been hit worse. Just uh, think about it as a very aggressive exfoliant. Ah. A clove looks at you again with, um, what is it? Bombastic side eye. <laughs> <laughs> what? I have a skincare routine. What of it? It, it, it involves a acid? Oh, no, no. Uh, it, it involves applications of several lotions and oils, as well as a pumice stone to remove the dead skin. Okay. Regardless, I'm glad that all of you all are right. Uh, Graham kind of dusts off one of the benches and has the those of you who are enveloped by ooze sit down for a moment. Yeah, we're going to be Ooh. wrapping and, and medicining some people. Oh, now let's see. I will also cast Prestigitation and start <laughs> removing all of our gear. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah, I can treat somebody with uh, treat wounds if we need. Okay, I'll treat Amaranth if you want to treat one of the others. Well, I'll focus on uh, Celestine then. Oh, that was almost a critical. I actually fail, so I don't heal you at all. Oh. Mm. Sorry, friend. I also fell. Okay. Mm. Uh, Unfortunate. Well, I will, dang. I have two elixirs of life. Are you dying? How hard are you? I think the jello might be too thick to, to heal. we got to clean it off first. Okay, well, everyone rest here for a moment. Let's recover ourselves. Um, right. I'll work on Australia. Uh, we won't push on any uh, further. Um, you said it was um, Edgren? Yes, Edgren Galesong, yes. Um, and what are you doing in here, Edgren? Well, uh, rotting mostly. That doesn't sound fun. N no, no, it has not been particularly enjoyable. Figuratively or literally, are we talking about gangrene or... Are you going to turn into one of those weird headless things? What? <laughs> That's uh, no matter. We found a head, a head thing. 
Okay, that's wonderful for you. Um, <laughs> Tell us how you got here. Well, as it stands, uh, I am actually, well, I suppose at this point, uh, I am actually the remaining member of the Grey Eagles, a adventuring group uh, based out of Olmus. We'd been traveling, uh, well, on our way north, and um, unfortunately ran across a an ambush. Uh, several kobolds ambushed us in the Vale. Was Kimrick a companion of yours? Kimrick? Uh, Kimrick? No. No, I don't uh, know any Kimrick. We found another adventuring group. I thought perhaps you were related. Uh, oh. Well, fair enough. Just how many adventuring groups are there in this place? <laughs> it's an old place. They usually call adventurers from far and wide. Kobolds have to eat. Mm. So do wiggly cubes of death? Yeah, I don't like being the meal, though. Please continue. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, um, after the ambush, uh, Valgard and, and uh, Reyna were separated from us. Uh, Valgard managed, I think, to take down one of them. Uh, Reyna, last I saw, was uh, punching off several others. She was very strong. Tyran and I both were captured and taken, I presume, here um, directly. And the next memories that I have are of this place. Where were you captured? You were captured in the complex here or out in the woods? No, in, in, in the Vale. We were um, captured on our way. We were actually not planning on going to the mountains at all. We were exploring the Vale a bit. Um, Volgard wanted to find out some information about um, whether or not there were dwarven ruins around here. And uh, it turns um, out there are. You found out. Why are they kidnapping so many people? That's, that's what I'd like to know. Um... There are actually a few others uh, down in the deeper level. Um, the sheriff? Not just me. There was... Hmm? The, the Was there a sheriff? A man that was brought here in the last day or two. Half-elven chap? Um, I look around. I'm not familiar with the sheriff. I don't know if he's a half-elf. It sounds like him. I mean, I don't know how many half-elven guys they're bringing down here. Uh, there was a, a blonde uh, human woman downstairs as well. And then there was they a... They had a really bad first date. Oh, <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's it, not it's a long really story. necessary. My God, that is bad. <laughs> there, there were several more folks downstairs. Um, let's see here, Barless uh, was one of them. He was a, a hunter, I believe. Uh, mm. Anybody who wants to can attempt a society check to recall knowledge. Well, there was a, um, a, a human hunter by the name of Barless Chorton. He hasn't been seen at his home in several days. Usually sells meat uh, to locals who can't afford um, the price the local consortium charges. His disappearance was noted with a uh, rather great deal of concern. Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, the two of us did manage to get away. I don't know where Barless ended up, though. We got separated uh, back over at the uh, at the crossroads there, as it were. He points uh, basically the direction y'all had actually come from, and uh, well, I ended up in this um, in this area here. They were changing some guards, and um, well, they let me keep my. He holds up the ruined remains of his loot oh. uh, as a no. way to entertain them while I was down there. They forced me to play and upon penalty of pain if I didn't. Uh, and um, I decided to take matters into my own hands, uh, grabbed Barlas's hand, smashed the jailer with the loot uh, when they were changing. Fortunately, the bonds they had, while good for larger hands, weren't so good for mine. So I was able to slip out without too much trouble. Uh, grabbed the key from the jailer, got Barless out, but more of them were coming before I could free the others. So discretion being the better part of valor, I promised them I would return with help. 
and uh, came up here. Uh, there's a way actually further down, uh, not too far from here. I can show you the direction. And that is where Barlas is. You became separated there. Well, Barlas and I got separated on this level while we were running away from there. But yes, uh, he should be on this level somewhere. We might want to see if we can find him before we venture further down. And sure. there also might still be some kobolds up here. And and where is the way that you came up? Um, so if you go, let's see here, go uh, back up the direction that you came from. Uh, take a right. Mm -hmm. um, you'll pass the door, I suppose at that point be on your left. Left, yes. Mm. Uh, keep going. And then there's a scriptorium. Um, yes, we passed through there earlier. Ah, you're, you're familiar. Excellent. Uh, there's a doorway um, to the... Yes, again, the left at that point. You go up there, and there's a well that leads uh, downward. The kobolds have... Uh, I assume the kobolds rigged up some sort of clever device uh, that basically has turned a cauldron into an elevator. Um, you can take that down to the next level. I used it to get up. Uh, it doesn't seem exceptionally sturdy, but it sufficed for us... I have very few positive things to say pertaining towards kobolds, but I will say that they are natural engineers. Mm. That room, uh, from what I remember, there was two other exits there. There's another door that we didn't go down, and there was a natural cavern which seemed to come into the into the well room there, um, but it was clogged with smoke, so we decided not to go that way because it didn't seem we'd be able to see where we were going. Did the smoke have a smell to it? Was it a cooking fire, or...? A sulfuric smell, like a vent? It smelled... I'd say it uh, more reminded me of a forge, I'd say. Like um, a bellows or something had uh, blown smoke from a forge onward. Like it had a sort of iron scent to it. Grim strokes his beard. Hmm. It could be something the kobolds have rigged up, or it could be left over from this time as a dwarven monastery. We've seen evidence elsewhere that the dwarves here use the natural volcanic vents as furnaces for their forges. Hmm. Clever. Yes. We should, though, find your friend here first, before mm -hmm. trying to go down any further. I suspect that he may have decided to try one of the other doors on the way between here and where we came from. There were two other doors back there. Yes, I'm not certain which one it was. Well, only one way to find out. Well, we should take the moment to patch ourselves up, uh, search these kobolds to see if there's anything of use, and I'm going to take a moment to commune with my deity, so perhaps I can heal up some of these injuries that the bandages weren't able to do so. Right. Oh, speaking of use, actually, um, I did notice something back in the kitchen over there. There was a little uh, hidey hole. Uh, I could I could point it out to you. Sure. Certainly useful. Edgrin rounds the corner to the kitchen, I suppose showing anybody who wishes to go with him. Yeah, halflings love kitchens. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. That's why he ran directly for the kitchen now. Um, <laughs> he didn't know where he was Jumped running. inside <laughs> the giant pot and hit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he points out a small uh, little hidden alcove, um, basically carved into the wall here. Uh, opening that up, he pulls out several items. Ooh. A grand total of three vials. I'm not certain what they are, but um, hopefully they're of some use to you. Yeah, Graham will take them and hand them back towards Amaranth. Cause, uh, yeah, yep. magical. Quick identify. Yeah. Taking a look, actually, none of these appear to be magical. Oh, can I use herbalism on them? Uh, yeah, this would be more craft. Well, craft is not lore. Well, yeah, but you can still recall knowledge with, with craft for, uh, I so can try. yeah, you can use craft to identify. I mean, I have crafting. I was just wondering if I could use herbalism instead. Uh, not in this case. No. Well, if it's going to take, I assume it's going to take, uh, 
10 minutes per 10 minutes. Uh, yep. look. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm going to pull out my repair kit, leave them to that. And uh, and you said previously I could refocus while I use my uh, craft to repair my shield. Absolutely. Fantastic. I will do that. I suppose Amaranth will uh, finish getting most of the gunk off of him and pass his like prestidigitized comb over to Celestine. Yeah. We'll just, it's we'll in just my play hair. Pa- pass the brush until it, you know, <laughs> until we get everybody at least more, mostly clean. Do I need to roll three crafting checks or just one or how many? Uh, technically, it's one at a time because it's one per 10 minutes. So, okay. Well, we might need to take some time out to uh, patch ourselves up. Yeah. Mm. Nothing else is rushed here. So, I'm wondering if there are any more kobolds left on this level. If they just change the guard shift. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we probably still want to go in that room with the, where the gelatinous cube came out. Oh, of, yeah. Just to check. We're that. still going to search. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, this one's a, uh, a, a serene. It makes you calm. It's a moderate serene mutagen. Uh, Celestine is able to identify one as an eagle eye elixir. Uh, Grim gets a uh, 15 for a 20, which will beat the DC. I believe it's a 14 for a second level mm-hmm. item to repair my shield. Yep. Uh, so repairing uh, five hit points of damage back to my shield, uh, refocusing. And once I'm refocused, if we need some healing, I can quickly give that to uh, six hit points back to Celestine, and then I can spend the next ten minutes while you identify that item, uh, regaining my focus again. And that puts Celestine down by three, and I'm okay with that. For yeah, I'm down by three, on. too. So I can regain my focus point, and then uh, I'll use my lay on hands on Amaranth as well. Okay. We'll just hang yeah. out for like a whole hour or whatever, hour and a half. Fill out some trail rations, eat lunch. See here. Uh, upon the kobolds, you find uh, four more suits of leather armor, if you wish to grab those three more slings, 30 more sling bullets, and uh, taking a look, I mean, Amrith didn't say he was going to do this, but I assume he's going to do this because you all have plenty it, of Yeah, time. I can detect magic. And, if, yeah. and we'll gather all their stuff. Yeah, and just go through all their stuff. Uh, there is the strange weapon that the uh, the kobold leader was holding is actually magical. Alright, let's try Ooh. an arcana check to identify it. Well, it's, um, it, it is magical. I just, I'm not quite sure what it is, both in terms of what this weapon is and its properties. Can I make a craft check to identify what the weapon yeah. is? Yeah, absolutely. Crafting to identify the weapon, or if you have like kobold lore or something like that, it would work too. I swear I have a plus eight arcana. I'm just rolling terribly. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Sometimes it happens. Yeah, but if anybody had a religion um, or occultism, mm-hmm. I think you can try it. I have neither of those things. It'll just take you 10 minutes. I, mean, I can try in a minute. I'm just going to look over the item and see if I can actually identify what the heck it is. Not magically speaking, in a physical, mundanely speaking. Um, it's a flying talon. They can be thrown or used in melee. Um, usually it's given as a badge of office to kobold leaders underneath one of their kings. So that kobold was particularly important. Well, they were real, real good at hurting Grim. Some sort of Lord Commander kobold. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, you know what? I suppose I could look at that item, actually. I also am capable of... That's right, I'm a bard who's been sitting here for an hour. I could be doing something useful. <laughs> yeah, I could actually be doing something useful. Give <laughs> one of them their suits. Don't. Um, well, those are non-renewable. Well, no, we would appreciate if you took a look at it, but don't push yourself too hard. You have been uh, through a great deal recently. Oh, it's the least I could do. You came to my rescue. Don't we have some unusual shoes and something else that wasn't identified earlier? <laughs> oh, wait. That actually. is true. Make you yourself a... useful, Bard. You just throw it all on the table. No, I'm just saying if he's willing to help and we have been sitting here for like an hour, I think we have like, th- we have another potion. Oh, yeah. We're like, oh, yeah. Show especially us especially shoes. if it helps us survive. Well, uh, yeah. If it helps any, the um, flying talon you said it was, correct? Yes. 
Uh, that is magical. It's ha it has a, uh, a potency rune upon it. Uh, yeah, useful. fairly standard, but nice. not bad. All right. Um, as far as the boots are concerned, huh? Clever. Does he have quick identify? Uh, no. So, but, but we I have mean, been here for like, and we could have started this conversation earlier. Man. Yeah. I was gonna patch myself up. Never mind. Go on. Yeah. Uh, these are boots of elven kind. Um, Ooh. they actually help you with uh, being well speedy. Uh, and moreover, you can ah ignore ignore uh, well tough terrain on the ground. Uh, if you pair it with a cloak, actually, it it gives you an additional bonus. Though uh, I don't suppose any of you have a cloak of elven kind upon you. Uh, define Look at my speedy. Well, um, <laughs> it makes you better at uh, tumbling, rolling, that sort of thing. Ah, but but not physically faster. No, not unless you also have the cloak. Uh, I believe that's what they call a set bonus. Ah, yes, that's <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, it's like, oh my god, there's two of them. Uh, oh, let's man. see here. Amrith has a best um, friend. Liquid, I'm not, uh, I'm not certain about. I'm sorry, I don't know that one. But uh, hopefully that helps you at least a little bit. I mean, I have a plus three acrobatics, so terrible. I have a plus six, but I'm... Mine's a plus eight. I have a plus eight. It does allow you to also ignore difficult terrain uh, once per hour as a free action you can envision, and then um, until the end of your turn, you ignore difficult terrain while moving on the ground. So it might be useful for getting into position. If it's a getting into position thing, it feels like the rope. Oh, yeah, the rope. Yeah, yeah, that feels probably. very much more like Celestine's thing. Yeah, because, I mean, you'd probably be the one that's going to roll the most acrobatics True. check to try to tumble through. Mm. Yeah, whereas Clove is just going to get up in their grill. I'm just going to barrel into things. I mean, I'll take them if people don't mind. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, mean yeah. you're 50% elf. Yeah, they're like I'm mostly yours. Elf. <laughs> I mean, I could, uh, I do have a spell remaining if anybody needs it, but... Um, no, I think we should reserve that uh, magical healing and anything like that, a non-renewable source. So do we want to go back and actually look at the room that the cube was in? Uh, sure, we also have a bunch of rooms behind us. I'm worried for this. Um, I know we had to take a second to recuperate, but I'm worried for this companion of his that has been separated. Like I said, we should finish searching this floor before going down. There's the cube and another he's room. at this floor, actually. Well, there's, there's technically three doors. Uh, yes, but the other one goes back to where the way down is. And I don't oh, imagine yeah. he would have run back towards the way down. Seems unlikely, though not impossible. I wasn't looking at him. I think if we separated there, uh, likely nothing in that other room is going to disappear immediately, but we should check on this other man, and then if we can free both of them. Uh, no offense to you, my friend, but uh, I think we should find your companion, and the two of you should find a place to lay low. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to be much good to you like this. I can sing, and I can cast my spells, and that's about it, so... Uh, it was helpful, though. Both of those things are very useful. Glad to be of service. And your knowledge has already been a benefit to us. See, bards know everything. <laughs> I suppose I'll have to uh, cede the point to you today, then. Yes. <laughs> There's an old dwarven saying that uh, every mining group wants a bard, but uh, doesn't need one. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is going to sing Diggy Hole? Brothers <laughs> <laughs> of the Mine, rejoice. So uh, with that, uh, I suppose you head back the way yes. you came into the door closest. So we go to that first yep. one. Yeah. Because if, he, if he's separated at this intersection, I imagine he probably went through that door. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll just go back oh. and check those real quick. You approach, heading up to the door, Celestine taking a quick look at it. It looks good. All right, I am. Uh, I'm taking the defensive exploration action, so shield up as I uh, 
I begin to push this door open. As Grim reaches for the door handle, twists and begins to push it open. And we will pick it up here next time. What lies behind the door? Who knows? Instant death. I wonder if there's more kobolds. <laughs> we picking door number one, door number two, or door number three. <laughs> well, you've already done door number one. Here's door number, I guess, three at this point. <laughs> Completely. Well, actually, immediately related to this adventure. I miss dungeons like this. Like looking at a lot of the, the 2E products and all the rest of that stuff, and by no means saying that they're bad, but there's a weird obsession in second edition with not reusing monsters. They're like, oh, yeah. well, you fought some kobolds, so we've got to have a bugbear in the next room, and the next room is a giant monitor lizard, and all the rest of that. I kind of like just being back to this place of like, we're just fighting kobolds. Let's just and fight whatever's here. You know, yeah. like, even if it's just a dungeon, it's like everything down here is undead. Great. <laughs> There's been, yeah, there has been the gelatinous cube and the weird the cube was really possessing cool and homunculus and the negotium perambulum's worm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But you know who isn't a worm? Oh, God, that's terrible. We would uh, still love you if you were a worm. We'd still love true. you if Patreons. you were a gelatinous cube. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know who makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside? Who paralyzes our hearts with love? Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know who we'd let roll over us in a in a trample attack? <laughs> our patrons. And so we want to take a moment to thank each and every single one of you. Uh, we could not be producing this show without you, and truly, it is. To this day, I am still floored by the incredible support that we see from all of you. So thank you so much for everything you do for us. Yes, it thank has you. been thank you. phenomenal. Thank you, thank you, thank you so all. much. And of course, uh, you know, we do want to thank everyone else as well. You are instrumental to our uh, continued adventures through Droskar's Crucible. Uh, again, we are all sharing this adventure together. And so I hope that you all are enjoying the ride. Beware gelatinous cube Roombas. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> or get yourself one. They're great yeah, Roombas. I mean, just put a blinky well. light inside so you know where they are. Yeah. <laughs> right. Get some LEDs. You, you just know? throw an ever-burning torch in there. I will throw out there, although I don't know how much it would help you, but there was, uh, at the very least, some armor in there. I don't think you went back to go check that. Oh, oh we yeah, did. We'll, have to, yeah. we'll have to retrieve that. I yeah. will throw out there, because Heather made a comment. I can't remember if Heather or Jessica made a comment earlier. Great short story suggestion. <laughs> that was actually Jordan. Man, like just, just Jordan. squeezing it in at the end there. There's a 1950s short story called Slime. <laughs> Do you have like just a spreadsheet that you are like you can I type would love keywords somebody in? Somebody to put a wiki document together of every freaking reference he's done. This actually, this is a quintessential. If you want quintessential pulp, this short story. It's about a a slime on the bottom of the ocean that a volcanic vent erupts, pushes it up to the surface, and oh, there you go, and rolls it into a swamp, and then it starts attacking <laughs> the small town. Um, I'm wanting to say it was uh, it was an inspiration for the Blob movie. That uh, classic yeah. movie about a slime attacking a small town and killing, I think, promiscuous teens. I can't remember exactly what the whole premise <laughs> was. Tends to be, there's always yeah. promiscuous teens. Usually. But anyway, slime. It's such a great thing. If we had a flamethrower, this would have been great because that's, <laughs> that's how you stop slime. That is uh, true. Okay. Anyway, uh, but I'm glad that, with, I'm glad uh, that with, read that one. That, such a good that story. does sound like an interesting story. I'll have to check that out when I get a chance. But uh, until that time... Good luck out there, Path folks. We'll see you next time. Bye, 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 B
I was My really God. worried when you all started to get engulfed there. That was, that was yeah, crazy. No, I was like, I was like yeah. if this doesn't die next round, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, that, that was uh, that was bad. Never been happier to make a reflex save in my life. Uh, oh, jeez. Right. <laughs>